0: Hey everyone, it's Simon here and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. Well, I've prepared a little bit of a topical sermon today on this Everyone Sunday. Like Over the last number of weeks, we've been diving deep into John chapter 15, which has been fun, uh, but sometimes it's good to zoom out a little bit and just uh, talk about a, a general topic, um, especially on days like Everyone Sunday, uh, where we're refocusing in on the cause of Christ, on bringing Jesus to everyone, everywhere. So today I wanted to take us through a very quick heart check. Uh, you know, As we've been talking about these screenings in Vietnam and how they, uh, they go into schools and they screen uh, the children, they check their hearts uh, and to find congenital heart defects, uh, or, or the, the, the child that we're going to um, provide a, a life-changing heart surgery for, it all starts with that initial checkup, right? Um, and in light of all of that, I thought it'd be fitting to talk about your heart and my heart. Uh, I'm not talking about your physical heart, of course. Um, Please look after your physical heart. Please definitely do that. But I'm talking about your heart. Like like when we say the word heart uh, in the Bible, um, it's a very broad, all-encompassing term. It actually appears over a thousand times in the Bible. My heart, in a biblical sense... Is my like spiritual and psychological engine room. You may have heard me share this before, but it it holds my deepest motivations and secrets, Um, and it's the very basis of character, including mind and will. Okay, so sometimes in our uh, modern language, we we separate the heart from the mind. Well, that's not really the biblical way of viewing it. Kind of, it's an all-encompassing. Term It says in Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. The New Living Translation says it this way, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So there's this sense that the heart is like an engine room. It's like my engine room. And like any engine, it needs work. Uh, It needs tweaking, it needs maintenance, it needs reminders, it needs uh, recalibration from time to time. And so much of our life, all of our life starts in our heart and practically outworks in other areas of our life. And the Holy Spirit changes our heart when we become a Christian, when we're born again. That's the miracle of the new birth. Um, And we all know that if we don't guard our heart... Um, we end up in all sorts of bad places. And the foundation here is that for us as Christians, we want our lives to please God. Okay, now, if you don't follow Jesus and if you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, then that doesn't apply to you. That's all good, okay? But for those of you who are born again, who do love Jesus, who do have God inside of you, who do have the hope of eternal life, inside of you, welling up out of, out of you. Well, you want your life to please God. Why? Well, because he's God, obviously. And also because he's been so good to us. Um, the Christian life can be very complex, but at the heart of it, it's quite simple. 10 words. I am a guilty sinner, but Christ died for me. Very simple, right? Uh, and I learned that from a good friend of mine, Dr. Phil. So let's talk about the heart, the heart of the matter. What's in your heart today? Just answer in the chat or in the comments for us. Um, I'm just kidding. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't pour your heart out. <laughs> you, the, the, obviously, lots of this is a deeply private and personal issue, right? Um, but uh, if, if we were to assess where our heart is at. It's it's hard to tell sometimes, right? And and often it doesn't show until like it's a reaction to something or, or we're squeezed. You know, like you squeeze toothpaste and the toothpaste comes out. Sometimes that's what happens with our heart. There's stuff in there and it's not until we're squeezed, until we're tested, that you don't realize what's going on in there. And like you can say you trust God. Oh, I trust God. I tr-. You can sing it every week, really. Oh, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. But you know, you, we only really know that uh, when you go through a season of testing and trials where that trust in God is really put through the fire. Uh, but the, the thing is, that's why well, I'm talking about us. Like that's us knowing, but God knows your heart uh, even better than you do. It says in Jeremiah 17, verse 9 and 10, the human heart is the most deceitful, of all things and desperately wicked who really knows how bad it is but i the lord search all hearts and examine secret motives i give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve so god searches our heart he knows our heart but do we that's the this is the the whole assessment thing uh, we need to know where our heart is at so today i want to share 3 heart check areas, uh, just a three-point heart check. And these three practical areas help us to assess where our heart may be at. Um, for the most part, we do get an idea of where our heart's at, but these are great revealers, okay? And some of them might be a little bit painful, but and the truth hurts sometimes, but they will be helpful. And And remember as well, you have people around you. You have Maria and myself, for one. Who, if if any of these areas in your life are a struggle, we would love to get coffee, talk it through with you. You know, you don't have to go it alone if you're having a struggle uh, in your heart with something, whether it's a hurt, a hang up, whatever that is, God wants to work that out and He makes use of people around us to help with that. Absolutely. Okay, so the first area of our heart check today is our words. Our words, listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 15, verse 18. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. And in context there, Jesus is speaking about inner purity. And words are a heart revealer. And what you do or don't say, what you do or don't talk about, says so much about the condition of your heart, complaining, gossip, slander, or thanks, encouragement, good things. They reveal what is happening inside of us. So what have you been talking about? Or who have you been talking about? Uh, that's probably the bigger question. Oh, I love God. I love Jesus. He's the best. I never talk about him. That's a huge revealer, right? Uh, uh, or I am, um, you know, oh, hey, I, I this guy at work, you know, they're a champion, but then behind their back, you're, you're, you're saying all sorts of bad things. Hey, that's a huge revealer, right? So words are a heart revealer. Also, words are a heart director. They direct our heart. Listen to what it says in James chapter 3, verse 2 to 5. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. My words, my conversations, my even my self-talk reveal so much of my heart and direct so much of my heart so a bit of a heart check today where are your words at what have you been talking about what have you been self talking about what do your words look like because if you could bottle your conversations you would reveal so much of where your heart is at the second area of our heart check today so we're doing a quick heart check on everyone sunday our words. The second area is our wallets, our wallets. Oh boy. Now just, just hold up a second. Okay. Before you switch off online church, these, these heart check points, they kind of feed into one another. Okay. So I'm about to talk about money, just a heads up, your treasure and what you say about money and how you respond to this. It says a lot about where your heart is at. It really does. Oh, churches, just they just want your money. Uh, oh, I don't see how they need my money. Uh, these types of statements, for Christians, they're not biblically founded. Um, and they are just reflecting a heart that may have and likely has issues with money and with what God thinks about money. And your money matters. Listen to what Jesus says. This is Jesus. This isn't just some you know, uh, offering speaker, pastor. This is Jesus speaking. He says this in Matthew 16, verse 19 to 21. Don't store up treasure here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroy them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasure in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Listen, verse 21. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Man, talk about a heart check. Uh, th- this isn't some like, you know, word of faith, uh, fluffy sermon here. No, this is from the words of Jesus. Your words reveal your heart and also what's happening with your wallet, <laughs> with your treasure, with your money reveals your heart. Where your treasure is, is where your heart's desires will be. Jesus says. Other translations say, for where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So, what does your wallet, your treasure, reveal about your heart? Video games, Fortnite V-Bucks, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the stuff I spend my money on. Coffee. <laughs> all these kind of things, right? Uh, is God in the equation at all? Just like our words, money is a heart revealer, absolutely. If you could you know, write out your budget, maybe you have a budget, that will reveal a lot about your heart. And some of that's good things, like we need to spend money on our kids, on our family, absolutely. But it's a heart revealer, okay? And also, just like your words, money and treasure is a heart director. Where do you want the desire of your heart to be? I want my heart to be about the things of God. Uh, I want my heart to be about the things that God cares about. Widows in Burundi. Children in Vietnam. Families in Camden. Come on. Can I get an Amen there? Listen, you know, we when when you come to in-person church, uh, if you came last week or, or in our first service, we have these two big banners on, on our stage. Um Partly that is to cover up all the uh, cables and stuff we hide behind them. But the more important thing is these two big words that are on the stage. One of them says Jesus. And the other one says everyone. Now that's not just like a, a shout out to our church name. No, they're all up there on purpose. We design them on purpose to put at the forefront what we find super important. And that is Jesus, Him, His glory. This is what we want in our heart. Jesus, and then also people, God, and people. Where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. You, you don't feel like you have a heart for mission, well, or, or or others. Well, hey, you know what? How about instead of buying a coffee for seven bucks, you put your seven bucks aside, maybe buy a cheaper coffee from Seven Eleven. Who would have thought? And invest your treasure into others, and watch how that changes your heart. I love this. uh, Peter Scuzero, who is an author of a few really awesome books, um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, great books. We'll probably talk about them in church eventually, but he says this. We must refuse to accept that people are growing in love for God in ways that do not translate into growing in love for people. I love that quote. It's very Challenging and important especially for a church like ours everyone church bringing Jesus to everyone everywhere and it's everyone Sunday Come on, This isn't just branding. This is important stuff And and we want to see evidence of that in our words Of course and also in where we invest our treasure because that is a great revealer of our heart and, and you know when money is not an issue for you you Have a realization that you're in a country that is blessed By God's grace, so that you can help others. I mean, you know that we all—all of us, even if you're on Centrelink payments—you are living in abundance in comparison to the rest of the world. Uh, So we are able to help others. Oh, I don't have much, you might say. Listen, I know that there are times where we have financial battles or we're digging ourselves out of debt. But if you can spend seven bucks on a coffee, or you can spend a hundred bucks a month on Foxtel, okay. Let's, let's let's be real here. We can give something to help underprivileged families get a life-changing heart surgery for their child that they wouldn't be able to afford any other way. Come on, see the perspective there, right? And when we present a missions project to our church, uh, we are presenting an opportunity not just to help people and obey the Great Commission and, and obey Jesus in, in loving others, but also we are presenting an opportunity for all of us to keep our heart in check, myself included. I can't tell you how many times I've thanked God that we were planted in a church, Imaginations Church, that gave to missions, that was aggressively outward-focused, gave away over half their income, and they still do. Over half their income they give away to help others because it helped my heart. It helped me not be selfish and self-focused, it, it, it helped me so much. I remember even as a teenager having pictures on my wall in my bedroom of of missions projects that, that we were supporting, right? That was amazing to have that sense of purpose about going to work. So when I would get on the train and I would go to the city working for American Express, having a great time uh, during my gap year, there was a purpose to my work. It wasn't just to fill my bank account. No, it was to, at that time we were rescuing child prostitutes off the street in India, that that, that brought purpose to what I was doing. And it changed my heart. It helps me to live in a way that pleases God. And that's what I want to do. And I hope that's what you want to do. So we're having a bit of a heart check today. Our heart can be checked with our words. Our heart can be checked with our wallet. And I know I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek here using three W's, but the last one is our heart can be checked with our worship, our worship life. How how um, pastoral of me to have three W's to help you remember our words, our wallet, and our worship. Now, worship is more than songs. It's our devotion, our attention, and our delight. My favorite Bible verse, it has been for many years, is in Psalm 37, verse four. It says this, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Now, there are two ways we can read that scripture. The first is, is take delight in the Lord and he will give me everything I want. (laughs) But with any reading of scripture, you gotta make sure it weighs up with the principles found in scripture elsewhere, right? I think the more appropriate reading is that when we take delight in the Lord, he gives our hearts new desires. You following me here? Take delight in the Lord. Let's read that again. Let's put it back up. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. You see that as I look to him, as I delight in him, it changes my heart, absolutely. What do you delight in today? What have you been devoted to lately? Uh, It's it's just like our words and our wallet. Worship is a heart revealer. Devotion is a heart revealer. And also worship is a heart director. Uh, When I worship God, when I look to him, when I think about Him, when I devote my life to Him, when I delight in Him, it changes my heart, amen? Uh, so, how are your words? How's your wallet? And how's your worship life? Now, the three W's there, now, this is the thing. All these things reveal our heart and all these things direct our heart or redirect our heart and they all affect one another. Like. I worship God with my words and my treasures. Amen. With my whole life. And the foundation here is that as Christians, we want to please God. Do you want to please God? I want to please God. And I want my life to please him. And we want our hearts to please him. Why? Well, because he's God and because he's been so good to us. My last scripture today is Psalm 19 verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So just a bit of a heart check today. I felt like I got one of those ultrasound instruments and we're just checking my heart, checking your heart. How are you doing with that? How's your words? How's your treasures, your wallet? How is your worship life? Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person that's joining us today for Church Online or people watching later in the week, people in the podcast, but I thank you for every one of them and especially the families who are part of Everyone Church. Lord, thank you that you would bring us together for this season to do an amazing thing in the MacArthur region for you. And Lord, we just present to you our hearts afresh. Lord, you know them. You know every part of our hearts. We present to you our words. We present to you our treasures. We present to you our worship. And we just say, Lord, we want to please you. Help us, Lord, to keep our heart in check. May the meditation of our heart be pleasing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. And maybe you're watching today and you're not a Christian and you haven't given your heart to Christ. Well, I want to pray a prayer. And this prayer is a prayer of inviting Christ into your life, into your heart, and giving him your past. You know, and in the moment when you give your life to him, he forgives you. He forgives your sin. It's, it's not based upon how many hoops you jump through or how much, what your church attendance is like, or something, no, no, no. It, it it's starts by faith in the name of Jesus. In that moment, your sins are washed away. In that moment, he comes into your heart so that you can know him as a friend. And in that moment of accepting him as your Lord and Savior, You can have a forever in heaven with him, not based upon how great you've been, but based upon how great he's been and what he did for you on the cross. So if you want to accept Christ today, maybe you've been on a bit of a journey, you've had some ups and downs maybe, and you've been led to this moment of praying with us today. Well, I would love to lead you in this prayer. It's going to come up on the screen and I want you to say this to Jesus as we pray it out loud. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again and today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer... We want to help you. We want to send you a Bible. We want to get a coffee with you. Come to Park Lunch today. Let us know. Uh, you can head to our website. There's a simple form on there, and we would love to get in contact. And if you're out of area, we'd love to help you find a church that you can get help. Because following Jesus is not just this one decision. It's also a journey of getting to know Him. I know when I became a Christian, I didn't know what the Bible was. I had no idea. And there was people that that God put in my life to help me learn more about that. So we'd love to help you. So, Head to our website. Hey, I hope you have an amazing week this week, church. Hope you can come and join us today for park lunch. We're going to have a great time. In Jesus' name, amen.